Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. That's right. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what... I ask people to rise above those small things and stop them from achieving their bigger obstacles. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career planning, financial gains, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a Grammy-nominated artist, songwriter, author, talk show host, and fitness competitor. The last time she was on the show, we discussed her new book, The Wait is Over, Wait being spelled W-E-I-G-H-T, is a compelling and triumphant journey towards self-love and discovery. And she tells us about her battles with body image that started in adolescence and carried throughout her music career. Well, she is now a fitness competitor, talk show co-host, and has and she has a new single, which we're going to we're going to talk about the very top of this interview called Woman. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversation, my girl, Selena Johnson. <laughs> Yay! How's it going? So I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for taking the time to come on the show to provide new content for people who are stuck at home or just listening and just really providing inspiration, because you are an inspiration, Selena. Thank you. Now, let's talk about the video. Just uh, how I prepare for my show, Selena. I always like... Within the 24-hour period to the interview, I always start gathering all my information, so everything is really fresh. So the the music okay. video, Woman, which I've seen three times now, mm-hmm. because the lyrics, I kept hearing okay. the lyrics about what a woman would do and what a man gets away with. You know, a woman giving good right. advice and a man a lie. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they do. <laughs> so, so I said, so, so being a man that was raised by a woman with six sisters, my father stayed in my life, but I had six sisters who impacted mm-hmm. my life. The importance of mm-hmm. I'm looking at this video. You start out the front, top of the video with this with this black. Uh, outfit on and then you're walking down it's kind of gangster style but it's but it's motivated yeah. because it's empowering talk about the the idea mm-hmm. of this this video the concept because it's definitely a watch a, first of all it's it's two things it's a much watch video and it's a much listen to video because the lyrics tell an amazing story about overcoming the odds but the video is pro today T- tell us about it Selena yeah. Johnson well, the video was meant to look, um, everything is very symbolic. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not there. It's not literal. So like when you think of the lyric, uh, tell lies like a man, not necessarily, um, men, all men lie, you know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they don't. From what, but what it does, uh, what it is significant to is our nation and how we have a president that lies. Right. You know, and how there are so many male leaders, male leading uh, politicians and men in legislation, you know, because men actually kind of run the world. You know what I'm yes. saying? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the most empowered. They get paid the most. 
for the same jobs that women do. And they lie. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They lie to keep those positions. A lot of times men have to lie to stay in power. Mm-hmm. You hear me? So, mm-hmm. hell, lies like a man is synonymous to that concept. Um, <clears throat> uh, sacrifice like a woman. We always sacrifice. Right. We're always sacrificing our dreams and goals because of children. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the running story. You know what I'm saying? And so, the militant um, look is, comes from the Black Panthers. Because in the Black Panther movement, um, they were trying to find their strength in their, their color, you know, which is, we're not really literally the color black, but that's the name of our race. It's, you know, that was the name of our race, black. Because like white people are not literally white, but we were given the, the, the name of black because, of course, that's, that, if you think of the Western dictionary term, it means void. Right. Um, uh, of no color. Of no, well, we're the total opposite of that. Right. Actually, it, it, it's contradictory because then you turn around and call us colored people. Right. So mm-hmm. that's actually weird. But it was the Black Panthers um, era was them taking charge of that name and making it something strong. You mm-hmm. know, so us taking, it, you know, so <clears throat> for the woman, we took a hold of uh, the look of that was to take a hold of what we're being. Um, Stereotype as right and trying to take and and, and um, coming together, you know, women coming together, mm-hmm. organizing mm-hmm. to make a statement. Well, I'm gonna so tell you that's something. What that look was supposed to be. I'm gonna tell you something, Miss Johnson. Um, I was not offended by the lyrics, just being honest, because I'm a man mm-hmm. and I know how mm-hmm. I have to I have to bluff my way through deals. I've had to be a person that mm-hmm. some people thought I was that I knew I wasn't, but that didn't tell me mm-hmm. I, I should stop. See an opportunity. What you're talking about is that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I'm, 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 I want to just come out right. Sometimes women have a higher standard than men in business, and they shouldn't because of the fact that men will do what it takes to close a deal. Yeah. And that is very, uh, that's a clear understanding. You know, that's where the term poker face came from. Being able to yeah. look at somebody. But not and, only that, mm-hmm. men, they, they're encouraged to do that. Yes. They're encouraged to do so. So right. women are normally penalized for being strong. Yes. Then we're called or, or, or what is what is uh, viewed as strength. You know, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. a man lies or when a man closes a deal or, you know, just like the story of Madam C.J. Walker, she had to go through sacrificing her marriage. Her husband right. just completely just lost control and just kind of went the whole other direction simply because she was so determined and so focused and so strong. Right. Instead of being her help me, like the Bible says. Right. You know, and because women are viewed, especially during that time, they had just been, they had just been allowed to vote. So to, to um, be in a predicament where, where a woman is constantly focused and driven and trying to accomplish a goal, that's uncomfortable for men. Right. Especially if, um, especially if they, they're also trying to get to that same thing and they're not getting there quick enough. Yeah. It's, uh, that's why I love the story of Madam C.J. Walker because even when she got on that stage and um, talked over uh, Booker T. Washington and he took her in the back, he said men need to do it first. And unfortunately, that is a real mentality that still lives in society today, which is why a lot of women, why it's so hard for women to get ahead, which is why we don't get paid 
as much as men. You know, there's no reason why we should not be all getting paid the same for the same work. There's no reason for it, and there's no excuse for it, but it's still going. It's still happening today. It really is. And I, like I said, that's why I wanted to start the interview with the, the music video woman. That I'm talking to a Grammy nominated artist, a uh, talk show co-host, uh, Selena Johnson, straight out of Chicago. The, and it was another lyric that really pl- was piqued my interest was got to think like a woman, take advantage like a man. And, yes. and that's what we're talking yes. about. You know, we started out with that got to think like a woman, but lie like a man that came across. That might come across yeah. like men just live. Like we're just trying to put men down. We're just talking about business. We're talking about how do you negotiate? Yeah. How you how you maneuver or navigate the relationship? A lot of people call that negotiation. OK. Well, see, I say think like a woman because, you know, there's a book and no shade to uh, see Hardy. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with the title of his book. Think like a man, act like a lady. Mm-hmm. That's the very myth that this, that that is the very concept that perpetuates um, this entire mentality. Yeah, stereotypes. It's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I understand where he's coming from. Absolutely. But it it still perpe- that title perpetuates what is acting like a lady exactly. Somebody right. give me the actual. Uh, <laughs> The actual directions of acting like a lady. Okay. <laughs> so that already is a fault. Mm-hmm. But think like a woman in most times in households, in most times, and I won't say all, the woman is the one doing the most thinking. Right. All the man has to do is go out, get, get, a, get a job, bring the money back, and the woman divvies it up. She's inside mm-hmm. figuring out all the little things. How to run this household? What kind of what kind of uh, food the kids should go to? What are their meals? What's gonna What is everybody going to eat? Mm-hmm. Not only that, the inside of the house, the mm-hmm. outside of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, honey, don't forget to call the gardener. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget. She's the one doing all the thinking. She's the one telling him how to navigate on every other thing. Now, of course, when he gets into business, he has to be very independent as, as far as that's concerned. When he gets into his job life, but as far as everything else. He has to come home and have a discussion with her about which job to have. Right. He has to come home. Like, when you're married, it's a whole thing. And the woman does a lot of the thinking. Also, when a woman thinks, she also thinks with a piece of emotion that men should. Because their emotion is in business. Yes, Let's it is. Let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Your emotion is in business. It's just how that emotion is allocated and distributed. You can't be overly emotional. But there has to be some type of passion and connection to the things that you're that you're trying to sell, buy, or expand when it comes to business. It just it's it just the way it's just the way it is. Emotional is not, oh I'm crying in a meeting. That's not what emotional is about. But you if let's say you're 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 a Coke representative. But and you really like the way the, the way that Coke tastes. Not just um you're just selling a product, mm-hmm. but you're emotionally attached to the way that it tastes. Or the way that it makes you feel. <clears throat> so now you're able to sell it even better. Because now there's an emotional attachment, uh, 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 attachment. There's an emotional attachment. There's a passion that is behind it that allows you to keep driving. Just like Madam C.J. Walker. Again, I like to go to her story. Right. She really was a, a product. She, was, she really was a client of her own product. She's like, this stuff works. So she's able to really push this product because of the emotional attachment and the passion that she had behind it. So... Um, I feel like a woman, when she's in business, and nowadays we're learning more how to uh, balance our emotion and our business mindset. Some of us are more emotional, which makes it less productive. But then you have men out there that are emotional, 
and they, and, but and we don't get criticized for that. Things. We don't get criticized for exactly. that, which is really key. But you know? we will. But yeah. a woman will, yes. And I'm talking to Selena Johnson. A new album empowers and calls all women to stand up for themselves and to be bold, brave, and fearless. You know, when I say mm-hmm. those things, let's let's dig a little deeper in that comment, being bold. Because, you know, when women mm-hmm. are perceived too aggressive, the B word will pop out. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a negative, which, which diminishes mm-hmm. their intelligence, which can diminish their ability to negotiate, which can diminish their ability to lead because their perception mm-hmm. that women should be in their place. Women should do certain things. Mm-hmm. Women shouldn't fight in the military. Women shouldn't lead corporations. You know, we talk about 1964 when Martin Luther King delivered the I Have a Dream speech. But remember mm-hmm. this. That's not that far away. And women are just not fighting for their rights to be able to speak and be recognized. And it's still mm-hmm. a big deal when they lead a major corporation like, OK, you know, the thing about me that bothers me is that why is it that we think I'm talking about in society in general, women are physically adored, but mentally challenged. Yep. And that's As the if problem. We were born with less of a brain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, yeah. and, it, and, and let's go back to the 60s. In 1963, the Equal Pay Act was passed. Mm-hmm. So why in 2020, we're still not getting the same equal pay? Right. Right. So that's an issue. Mm-hmm. More and more women are having to be single moms. More and more women are having to lead corporations. More and more women are becoming entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because of the lack of fatherhood and not by force. I mean, not by, not by, um, they're not being fathers. Not all men are, are not lacking father, father, uh, their father duties because of their personality. Right. All, a lot of our men are being taken by the system. Mm-hmm. A lot of our men <clears throat> are, are, you know, um, uh, there's other things that are take, that are, that are taking them away from their household from the household and creating families. So a lot of women are single moms. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so now they are left to be mom and dad. So if that's the case, imagine she goes on to the workplace to do a job that a man is supposed to do. You know, if you want to be, you know, theoretically, quote unquote, a man is supposed to do theoretically, Mm -hmm. because I don't believe in that anymore either. Right. That the man has to go out and do that. Men can be um, the homemakers as well. Absolutely. I know men who are excellent fathers who, who hold it down. Mm. And that is a job within itself. And let me tell you, a job that is at times harder than going out and working a nine to five. Absolutely. Empowering women, period, but especially women of color is important because there's a tier level to what we see in life, you know. Either we have color restrictions or color discrimination. So you're already knocked down there. Then you get into the the the, the male and the female gender. You're already going to get knocked down there because women have got to fight that they're equal for equal pay, equal physicality. I can do the same job you can do. Yes, there are some things. I, there are some boxes I can pick up that a woman can't pick up. But there's also some equipment that you can buy that can make her pick up and we be equal. OK, so let's understand that the, the parameters of making things equal are available today. Now, the thing about her is that when I when I first brought on on the show, it was about her new book. The wait is over. Wait being W.E.I.G.H.T. I mean, there's an issue that a lot of women today deal with body image. 
What's 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 acceptable? What's what? How should I look when I wake up in the morning? Should I be jumping on the scale on a daily basis? Should I be worried about how my clothes fit me? Should I be? What's my wardrobe? What will, will, will men like me if I'm a size twelve versus a size six? Will men like me if I'm wearing short skirts or pants? Will men like me if I if I if I am light skinned or dark skinned or my hair straight or my hair is curly? That's what images that we play out every day. In our community, whether you white, black, Latino, but more importantly, we're talking about black right now because of the fact that I live that every day. I've lived it all my life. Selena Johnson has lived that all her life. She writes about it in her book. She's very athletic. When she was growing up, she was a little bit, as she says, uh, big for her size. <laughs> so people treated her different. And because she wore a certain type of clothes, she was a, she was reprimanded for that because people thought she was trying to be too much more than her age should allow her to be. So let's talk about that part of how your your body image affected you as an adolescent all the way through your music career, as well as today where you're now a fitness competitor. Uh, I am 5'10". So already 5'10 is the height of most the average man. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, and you know what I'm saying? Five, ten, maybe between five, ten and six, two is an average man height. Right. So you're already coming in. You're already challenging my space right now. You're challenging my space right now. I'm already having a pass. I'm already at a disadvantage. But um, unless you're six six feet and over, I'm I'm a foot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) to most men that have short man complex. Some mm-hmm. men who are short do not care. Right. Um, but <laughs> here's the thing that I want to say about body image and, you know, women with the whole um, the whole philosophy of if I'm a size two, I can't get a man. If I'm a size 12, I can't get a man. You know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that has now become a woman-woman problem. Right. That is not now. Yeah, men, might, men may have started it back in the day, but I think that women have taken it on to become a bigger problem. I think that women don't know what a man wants anymore. And I think they're guessing. Because I, and this is my opinion, and you tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think that men are running around on a day-to-day basis looking for a certain look and a certain size. I don't think all men are doing that. No, I not. think most of the time men need a woman that believes in them. I think that's the number one thing for a man. Do you believe in me? Can I depend on you? Yes, men are uh, visually um, attractive. Of course, they're, you know, that's just the type of being they are. So you have to be visually attractive to them. But that's women too. You have to be visually attractive to me as well. Right. Not as much as a man because we like power. Mm-hmm. We like swag. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be the finest man on the street, but if you're successful and you're a fighter and you look like you can take care of your family and all of that and you're dependable and loyal, we like those concepts. Mm-hmm. I think that women have driven themselves insane by the type of behind the, the imagery that has been put out there by society and press and media. That is what has driven the, the, uh, the ideology of that we have to be this certain size and certain way to get a man. I have beautiful friends who have amazing bodies, who are smart and capable, who are single. Let me say that again. Tons of them. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. about models, model-like, mm-hmm. who are single. And, and most of the reason for that is because they're independent. 
And some of some men out here, um, are, they shy away from independence because that independence is normally packaged with the, the thought process of, I don't need no man. Well, no man wants to be with a woman that feels that he doesn't need, <laughs> that he's not needed by her. And, and that's just the truth. Um, speak the truth. That's why I laughed. That's why I laughed. That's why I laughed. I'm telling it's, part of, it's part of his manhood mm-hmm. to feel needed. He wants to know that I am successful in taking care of. If I have the goods to take care of a woman, I want to know that I can take care of her and that she's appreciative of it and that she can take care of me in return. And a lot of women Preach. are not submissive enough. Um, and I'm not saying they have to be walking around with their head held down, but they have to be able to submit in a way to their man that um, uh, that lends to a space for them to work together. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if a woman is in a is in a situation where a man is is leading, let him lead, and don't try to step in all the time. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So some women are not. Some independent women have the era of I have been doing it so long. I don't need you to come in and help me. So now they're used to doing it so long by themselves that it's harder for them to let down their guards to have to allow a man to come in and love on them and take over. Well, so can I, it's not can just can about comment? it's not about their size and look anymore. It's, it's more so about attitude. It, let me let me comment on that because first of all, I agree with everything you're saying. Okay, is and the reason I say that is because of the fact that the problem starts in the very beginning. It's called communication. Make sure that person mm-hmm. that's looking at you because you look good to them it's going to communicate with you the way you want to be communicated with okay now if you start your relationship and it's physical i swear to you it's going to end bad or it's not going to end the way you want it to end of a relationship that is 100 percent physical in the beginning you've lost you've lost the whole what i want to do with my life what i'm looking for in a man long term what i how i think uh all that has been thrown away so, so if you if you mm-hmm. drive your relationships t- and tied to sex, got a problem. Now, with that being said, yeah. I always tell people that you know I'm attracted to women who tell me they have goals, tell me they have dreams, that that are thinkers. I, I really am. I, if you if you if you if you can compete with me mentally, then I'm I'm excited. This is Rashawn McDonald talking. Because I always like to, mm-hmm. I always like to wake up and have a different conversation. And like I told, I tell people, I always like to learn some things. I like to learn some things from my partner. I like to be challenged by my yeah, partner and information. Fine. And that's all you're saying right now. That's all you're saying. But also, as a man, I have to feel a physical role in the relationship. And you know that means that if it's dark, I go and answer the door. I hear noise. I get up and listen to the noise. I can't tell my wife, "Hey, babe, it's a noise outside. Won't you go look on it, look at it, and find out what's going on?" Now we've already changed. The rules have been changed. You know, there are Not certain really. things from a, from a physical from a from a physical characteristics you have to maintain security. But from a standpoint of yeah. women, listen to me and listen to Selena. All we're saying is this. You have to have standards. You have to say, look, it's not about the image all the time. It's about what I want. Uh If a man does not in that opening statement deliver information to you that you want to hear about you other than your looks, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. I swear to you, you're going to have a problem and it's not going to end good. That's all you're saying. And that's all you're saying, saying in your book, the wait is over. Look, I've been having body image problems since I was adolescent and they were carried all through my music career. Then I realized it's bigger than that. 
It ain't so much about yeah. the image. It's about how we think mm-hmm. and how we allow people yeah. to bring their bad thoughts into our lives, their bad standards yeah. into our lives, and we don't challenge them as women. That's all you're saying. Yeah, I said it's all in the mind. Starts all in the mind. And when you change your thinking, you change your whole life. Now, let's, let's talk about this fitness competition uh, com- uh, This brand you know, I always knew you had the fitness line The fitness concept, the fitness branding But what, what, what got you into the competitive state of fitness? I've always wanted to compete I just, it, it, it wasn't until um, I turned you know, in my, I was 42 And mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? How long are you going to put this off? <laughs> How long are you going to set this aside? How long are you going to keep um, uh, convincing yourself that you can't do it? Right. And the truth is, it's a burning sensation. It's something that you've been wanting to do. I've been wanting to do it since I was 20 years old. Mm. And I just never thought I had the time. I never thought I had the discipline. And I wanted to see if, if that was the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? We're going to just try it. I mean, I, the, the, the reason why I'm able to try things and, and the reason why I've, I accomplished a lot of stuff in my life, even if certain things I can't control, but I accomplished my goals, like little goals here and there, because I try. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very simple. Mm-hmm. I just try. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mm-hmm. and I'm also not afraid to fail. You're right. I'm not afraid to fail. I don't like failure, mm-hmm. but I can't be afraid to fail if I'm going to talk. Right. But I've already beat failure once I try. So just so happens that when I try, you know, I, I usually make it. And so this time I tried, it took me, you know, a long time because I went through injuries and things of that nature. Of course, the devil doesn't want you to get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But you, you have, when you recognize that that's what time it is, that the enemy is always, you know, he's seeking to devour at all, at all, at all areas. Then you can, you can play, you can play past certain points. So I just said, you know what, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a professional. I mm-hmm. got all the tools I needed. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult. It mm-hmm. was costly, mm-hmm. but it was, it was rewarding. My life has changed forever. I am now a fitness competitor. I'm training for my next competition. Obviously it was pushed because of the COVD, um, you know, virus mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, the new date is August 29th. Mm-hmm. So that's even better. Now I have more time to perfect the body that I want. So I just have to keep working, keep hard. And it's always, it's fun because I already love fitness. I'm already into it. It's something I do every day, it, do anyway. And it, it fulfills that competitive edge that already lives in me that I'm not able to fulfill on a day-to-day basis. And you don't compete against others. You're competing against yourself. Which mm-hmm. is super fun, and, and it te- and it builds character and teaches you so much about yourself. Well, you know, I I really, being that you're a former athlete, basketball star, tennis star from high school, and I always tell people sometimes you have to look in your past to plan your greatness. And being a young athlete, you're just replicating that as a fitness competitor now. And so you are not you're not doing anything that was strange. You just hurt. You just finally committed to the voice that you always was hearing in your head. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. I'm married. I, I, I'm moving to another city. Uh, I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. But that voice always said you've always been an athlete. You always you know, this always drove you. And I think it's important that you remind people this is part of your story. So people won't think it's a fad or think it's something that you just 
thought you just do because you just was wanted to do it because you Selena Johnson. You can do anything you want. No, yeah, it's not a bucket list. It's not a bucket list either. It's an actual thing that I've been wanting to do. Yes, it's, it's part of your for DNA. A long time. It's some. Yeah, it's, hello, somebody. You know, part of my. And I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times. When celebrities do something, right. or it's because I'm a, I'm a singer. Yes. So if I do something that's outside of singing, mm -hmm. then that's just on the side. Yes. And like it's yes. impossible yes. To, to be able yes. to do yes. two or three things and be great at all of them. Love it. Love it. That's Selena, because most I'm people don't believe it. in themselves. Most people are one dimensional and they don't believe that they can be more than one thing. Well, no, Selena, you know I'm a fan. I, I'm so glad we took the time to get together again to talk about the single woman, to talk about you, your evolution as a not only as a as a physical presence, but a motivational force. Because that's what you are. You can see her on a daily basis on Sister Circle, which is on a TV One's daytime talk show. She is one of the co-hosts, and yes, she is five foot ten. I've stood next to her and went, "Wow, I'm standing next to a woman." That's all. That's all I say when I stood next to her when I did the show. <laughs> I'm standing next to a real woman, and the fact that your single is called Woman, I feel blessed because I saw one, I met one, and you are one. Selena, stay strong, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. You too. And be safe in this these, these times. Safe and blessed. I appreciate you. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. My guest is on the phone. One of my favorites. Um, known her a long time. She's always been an inspiration within the financial community. You've seen her many times on Steve Harvey's talk show, as well as a, a major influence at different uh, uh, African-American festivals around the country, especially Essence. I know she did a lot of things with the Neighborhood Awards from me. She does an annual event with my good friend uh, in the Miami area. And uh, more importantly, she is a friend. Named by Urban Influence Magazine as one of the 20 hottest influencers in America. My next guest is an author, entertainment ex executive and celebrity financial coach who uses a quick wit, and she's funny, and humorous presentation style to help others face their money issues and achieve personal, professional, and spiritual harmony. The Richardson Finance Group provides a wide range of wealth and tax planning strategies to help you create generational wealth. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversations, my friend, Lynn Richardson. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much, Rashawn, Mr. McDonald, for <laughs> everything that you are doing. You know, the title of your show is so appropriate. Mm -hmm. If it's not a money-making conversation, what kind of conversation is it? Right. You know, I, I always tell people, when people will call me, and then they, they will start asking me questions about what I'm doing, I'll go, hold up, hold up, hold up. You call me. Why am I why am I answering questions about what I'm doing and you call me? Please tell me why you called. Please. Let, let's start this all over again because I know what Rashawn McDonald's doing. And uh That's and, right. and people would laugh at me and they would go, Rashawn, you talk like that to people. I said, Yes. I'm sitting in my house not doing anything or at the job or rolling in the streets. You call me. The first thing you cannot do to me, Lynn, is say, what you doing, man? What's up? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem. And so that's why that's right. Money Making Conversation is based on information. Because when you're listening, hopefully I give you a, a breakdown, an opportunity to grow your thoughts and also your values. Because we all know, Landon, you know, what, what people think of you is what they're willing to pay. What people think of you is how they're willing to, how they will talk to you. That is a big part of your whole brand. And when you talk about brand, we talk about generational wealth, correct? That's right. We're talking about generational wealth. We're talking about 
making literally money making conversations and you said something in your intro that it's not all about the money but at the end of the day we we do need money to survive money is is like oxygen you got to have it and so whether that conversation be about improving your own life improving your own mind um hitting the reset button button and that's what i feel like this season is uh rashawn we we sat down with our planning meeting third quarter fourth quarter of of 2019 planning for 2020 we doubled our goals in january doubled our goals in february and now considering everything that's happening right now we have quadrupled our goals in march so i want people to understand that that sometimes what looks like a problem is actually a blessing this is a time to think this is a time to strategize this is a time to hit the reset button this is a time to collaborate Uh, but more importantly this is a time to to go up to go up i I have one of the most significant uh uh, movements happening right now we have so many uh, uh working family single moms with children who are at home and so what i am encouraging people to do is to turn school at home into a home based business because your children see there said so a, a lady called me and she asked me she said lynn I just had to buy paper. You know, these children are eating all day. They're in the refrigerator all day long. They only get one meal and two snacks at school, but when they get home, they want to eat all day. She said, she said, I have to buy a computer. She said, can I write it off? I said, no, you can't. I said, however, if you had a home-based business, you could hire your child to work in your home-based business. Now, when you buy that computer, it's a tax write-off. Now, when you buy the food and the snacks and whatever else, whatever else it is, so... I have published uh, my greatest book ever. It's my first job, a kid's guide to money and entrepreneurship. And while these children are at home with parents, this is a time to connect, to get back to the basics, to go back to what Big Mom and them taught us, but also to build wealth and to create a new legacy for ourselves as a community. Well, you know, it is so important. I'm going to go to the front part of your conversation when you started talking about when times are hard or times are crisis, you have to become a thinker and not a person burdened by the crisis. And let's, I'm yes. going to think of like a person who, who makes money. When people see the stock market go down, there's a group of people out there are happy. The, oh, yeah. They're happy because they're yes. about to invest at a, what you might consider a bad time, they see it as an opportune time. Now, yeah. here's something that Donald Trump did. As soon as the oil got low, he bought oil to refill the reserve fields. See, that's, right. that's how people with money think. You know, that's they right. understand that they may be losing, but they also see the potential gains. And so what we do, people who don't have money or people who are always feeling bad when times go bad, we sit around mope. We don't we're not planners. We're not dreamers. We're not goal oriented people. And that really disturbs me. And that's why I always enjoy bringing you on my show, because you are a planner. Like you said, look, Rashawn, you know, you could you can create a home business. But you got to be consistent right. with that plan. You can't just create it for one month. And just stop now. Hold up now. That's right. You you have to keep going. <laughs> I, I feel like Jeremiah in the Bible, you know, he kept telling the children of Israel, listen, do this, do this, do that. 
Then when everything was obsolete and destitute, the land was bleak, you know, that, that scripture, I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. That was at a time when everything seemed like it, it, it was gone. All the riches were gone. People had to stop. They had to rebuild. We are in that time now. And, and Rashawn, you know, when I released the book, you were one of my first stops. I have been telling people to get a home-based business. I have been saying it for 12 years. I feel like I just want to run outside and scream, but I can't go nowhere. So, <laughs> but, Keep that but, social distance now. Keep that social distance. <laughs> yeah, hey, stay over there. Don't, don't look at don't even. Blow. I told people, don't even blow me a kiss, okay? Thank you, thank stay you. Stay right on over there. Mm-hmm. Don't blow me a kiss. But this is the time. See, here's what people also need to understand, Rashawn. The world will never go back to the way it was. Because now corporations and the and, and the world, the universe understands that we can continue to move without people moving. Do you hear me? Without people moving. So do you think people are going to, everybody's just going to go back and get their jobs. We're going to go back to the hustle and bustle. I have to be honest. I was feeling a little strange because it, it, things were moving, emails flying. Nobody sits down. Now everybody has to sit down. So now is the time to establish a home-based business, not only so you can get more money, but when you have a home-based business, it's the only way to get your money back. You have 475 tax deductions. So this is, to me, this is a blessing. And I say, God does not promote powders. God don't promote powders. So the situation that you're in now, you might as well smile because you can't change it. Absolutely. You can't change it. Absolutely. You know, the thing thing about it that when you're talking, Lynn, that I always hone in on is the consistency of your tone. But more importantly, let's let's get personal by Rashawn when the crisis Uh hit. You know, I didn't I I was confused. You know, uh, how do I how do I deal with my employees? Will they be effective working for? From home, you know, because I don't, I can't yeah. monitor them anymore. You know, they come in at eight. I know they don't walk through the door at eight. I know they're at eight. When they come, when they, when they at, at five, I know when they leave at five. I got all that. But what are they doing between eight and five? Because I can't see them anymore. Well, I have Zoom. I do Zoom meetings in the morning. I have deadlines that got to be met through email communication, and I have a Zoom meeting in the afternoon. That way, I have a working relationship with my staff. So like you said, things are going to change for the good and the bad. The bad means that you have to make the adjustment, meaning you the employee or you the employee or the supervisor. But the good is that you can continue to get effective work responsibilities out of your employee, employer, employees that you have on a daily basis if you have a plan. And this is all about having a plan. Correct, Lynn? Yeah, this is all about having a plan. And, and what you just said is so key because you like many uh, entrepreneurs and executives and CEOs and people who have staff, I, I said to everyone, to all my colleagues, I said, listen, this is the time to go in deep. This is the time to capture their attention. This is the time to really coach, to coach our team. And we have to inspect what we expect. You got to inspect what you expect. And there's no better way to do it with people because, see, now we've got more productivity. There's no commuting. They don't have to get in the car. They don't have to rush, take a run and take a shower, jump in the car. They get to you. They are settled. They're at home. So I, I love what you're doing. And I love the fact that you said you're building more better relationships with your staff. Because this, when, when we come out of this, it, there's going to be a significant change. But the number one thing I'm saying is start a home-based business. I have a home-based business webinar. I'm doing it almost every day of the week because it's five easy steps. 
You don't have to file anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go tell anybody. There's five basic steps to start a home-based business, and anyone can have one within the first 10 minutes of the webinar. And then the second thing is to live so significantly below your means. People are concerned about their monthly payments. And what I'm telling everybody is to first list all of your creditors, every last one of them, Netflix and everybody, every single person that you pay, list them. Second column, list the amount that you owe now. Third column, list the total balance that's due. And then the fourth column, the due date. Once you have all of that, go down the list. Call each one of your creditors. Ask what do they have in place in response to the lack of work and income due to the pandemic. If they have a three-month extension, a four-month extension, take it. I'm telling everyone to take the extension, even if you can pay. And let me tell you why. Because you need to stack your dollars. You need to put as much money to the side as you can because we don't know the long-term effects of this. We don't know what's going to happen 60, 90 days from now. And those stimulus checks, those stimulus checks are not enough to live on. Those stimulus checks are enough to buy Lysol, hand wipes, uh, masks, <laughs> and food. <laughs> Them that, get mad checks, man. Have. Those are get mad yeah. checks. Get mad. You get mad. You got it, you, but you get mad I, at it. <laughs> <laughs> I told I said, let me tell you. If you want to stimulate me, I need a few more zeros on my check, okay? That's what will stimulate me. I need three more zeros at Absolutely. the end of that check. Absolutely. And then I will be stimulated. So yes. we have to start thinking and we have to start planning. Now, don't take advantage. Don't get the three-month extension and then go shopping online because nobody can really deliver Absolutely. anything anyway. Absolutely. Be Absolutely. smart. And then, Rashawn, you're going to love this. American Express bank american express online you can go online google it they have a savings account with a 1.75 percent interest rate oh wow i am accepting all this god given information that people have and i'm being blessed to receive it and i want you to be received by it as well and be a, a person who takes it all in just like me lynn you know i, I had to get on the soapbox right there lynn because a lot of people you know they always see a they see an evil to a tone they see a different message than what i'm trying to deliver or what other people try to deliver when we try to reach out and help and it really confuses me because a lot of people spend more time blocking than receiving isn't that correct let me tell you this is a time to be open this is a time to be open to change no blockers no naysayers no haters no crab barrel barrel pullers you know they're just out there if anybody is holding you back, pushing you down. You need to kind of just push that to the side. Don't even give it any energy. Don't get angry. Don't get upset. You know, I talked about the five F's that'll keep everybody broke, uh, Rashawn. The first F is feelings. When feelings get involved, bad decisions follow. Uh, then, you got, then you got family. And you love your family, but sometimes you do things out of guilt that you're not supposed to do with your family. And then your friends. You're still hanging around the same friends that you played with when you were five years old, and, and, and they're not moving in the same direction. doesn't mean you end a friendship, but if you have nine uh, broke friends, you're going to be number 10. So you need a new network. And then the next F is food. Uh, we're spending a third of our check. A lot of people are sending me their budget, and they're sending a third of their take-home pay on food it, it, and their fat. So it, it's a problem there, too. And then the final F is fun. I say when you are broke and you're trying to rebuild, you shouldn't be having any fun. Now, you should have peace. But fun, if you kicking it every weekend and this, that, and the other. So when you talk about being blocked, many times people say the enemy, but it really is the inner me. 
we need to unblock ourselves and open ourselves up to change in the things that are going to really get us to the next level. Well, you know, it's really amazing when I'm looking through your notes and uh, they say they always send me talking points. And it's a section called cut back because you've always talked about cut back on all your extras. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, know your Netflix bills and know what you how you're spending the money in restaurants. I think the biggest thing is and it's hurting restaurants right now, but we're going to get back to eating a lot at home now. That's right. Because of the fact that we have become such a. I want to say like a portable or mobile society. You know, we, we didn't have time to cook for ourselves. We didn't have time to take care of ourselves. We didn't have time to read the, I don't want to say going out and eating all the wrong food, but you are eating some food you shouldn't be eating. Cause I made, I, I made me a smoothie yesterday with all, have the watermelon in there and bananas in there and the coconuts. I mean, uh, uh, pineapples in there. You know, I wouldn't have made a smoothie in other circumstances and that, that smoothie was good. I just I froze all my fruit so I didn't put so the ice was there. I put some put some orange juice in there, put some apple juice in there. It just changed the way I think and way I am dealing with my life. I'm making making my own breakfast. I'm not recommending this for everybody, but I'm just telling everybody that when you make your own food, you do spend less money. That's right. You you spend less money. Let me tell you. Yesterday was Sunday. <laughs> I was so hungry. I wanted something that I knew would satisfy me. I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, don't go there. Go, girl, 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 girl. Come on. You need to stop, Lynn. You about to get me Let into me a bologna you. sandwich. I am a bologna sandwich now. Fried bologna. Now, yeah, now why are cheese. you in my row? Why on, are you in my row? Because I told the people, I said the, I said the, the pandemic diet is this. Bologna and cheese, not, uh, a peanut butter and jelly, a grilled cheese if you want an elevated experience. And, and when all else fails, a bowl of cereal. Woo! That's it. Girl, That's I'm going tell you something. I have been eating Cheerios, rice, Raisin Bran, because you know I'm a little older. I, I got to have a little movement. Y'all got to have a little movement. Got to have my brand. Got to have my brand. Now, so I, girl, you, this peanut butter, I, I'm, I'm so mad at you because you have beat me to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I have not had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I had, have had me a fried uh, 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 bologna sandwich. I had that. <laughs> You know, that, that, that crispy, that, that iceberg lettuce, that big old right. yellow, big old red tomatoes. Put me that let mayonnaise me on it. Toast me two slices of white bread. Whoa. Let me tell you, yeah, and let me, and I'll, I'm gonna hit you up the head with this one. I, my, <laughs> my 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 peanut butter and jelly. I had Wonder Bread. I had Wonder Bread. Yes, 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 I yes, did. Yes, 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 I did. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you, but, but, um, but that's family. This, this that's family. It, it, yeah. it's, it's amazing, you know, because I, you know. I know my upgrade. I came from Fifth Ward, which is an inner city, and my parents upgraded a little bit, moved to like a bigger version of the inner city, you know, because I walked out the doors, uh, doors, same black people walking around that looked at when I moved from. So (laughs) I didn't, it was, I didn't see the upgrade, but they said we were living better. And the thing about it is that, you know, salmon croquettes, hot water cornbread, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, spam, you know, tuna fish sandwich, all that stuff. That I walked away from. Suddenly, That's I right. found it, and I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I made a big. I made a nice big bowl of tuna last night. Mm-hmm. Um, to the and then of course we have all the stuff to keep build up the immune system. Right. That's mm-hmm. very important. So mm-hmm. start a home based business, spend less money, build your immune system daily. Uh, breathe in some steam. Breathe in steam. Just boil a pot of water. Maybe mm-hmm. put some lemon or orange peel in it mm-hmm. and breathe it in. Hold your breath. And then that forces uh, any virus that may have entered your nostril Ooh. or your throat 
it kills it because the heat, it can't stand the heat. So bring that in. Drink your warm liquid, your warm tea, and, and then get busy. Wake up every day. Get ready. Go like you're going to work every single day. Go sit in your space, in your in your apartment or your home or wherever it is, and get busy. This is this is the season. We oh. uh, we kind of quadrupled our our businesses this month. Awesome. Here's let's talk about uh, thinking ahead because it's really interesting in my life. I always tell people, uh, ninety days is my minimum thought process, but I'm usually six months to a year in my planning all the time. And you know, this year starting, you know, like you said, you know, you start planning, you know, the the, the new year in the third fourth quarter of the previous year. You know, yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. If it's 2019, that that fourth quarter when you plan in 2020, and you don't just get to January and start saying what I'm gonna do. Or, or you have to plan your taxes, your finances, how you going what how much money you're gonna leave in the bank for the gov so the government won't overtax you or, or tax you too much because you left too much money in your bank and you should have paid somebody out or, or paid an expense or paid an employee and paid out bonuses and you let it roll over. All those thought processes, but it's really amazing how when you think ahead, you can prepare for so many things that you don't see. And that's called preparing for the for the unknown. And that's what proper planning is. And that's why I really like when you was talking about you know, apply for unemployment. Don't wait around. If you're unemployed, go apply. Go apply. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Don't don't wait around. This is the time. And what you're what you're talking about right now for planning. We have to plan now for 60 to 90 days from now, not knowing what's going to happen. Right. You know, people got in an uproar because our the president said uh, everybody will be back to normal by Easter. And folks who like Easter, I say, yeah, he means Easter of 2021, because yes. he cannot be talking about <laughs> no. the one that's 12 days about. He, he's talking about 2021. Mm -hmm. But in 2020, we don't know what's going to happen. So now is the time to plan for yes. whatever and to attempt to be ready. So so I love your advice. I love it. Well, yeah, and, and this is just advice that I live. And that's what I try to do when I bring an individual on the show with your skill set. You're giving advice, livable advice. One thing I've never doubted when I've talked to you, Lynn, is that the advice that you're giving is, like they said, over somebody's head, over, over their abilities to achieve. Because in your notes, you say apply for unemployment, Medicaid, food stamps, public assistance. Okay. You're talking to everybody. Yes. Let me tell you, do what you have to do. When, when this happened in 2008, that's exactly what I did. I had, I had left my uh, corporate position. I'd gone out, stepped out on faith. I'd had this opportunity with Russell Simmons running one of his big programs, and the economy crashed. Mm. Our sponsors pulled out. I kept working. I, kept, I didn't care if the sponsors pulled out. I kept working. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to go down here and get some food stamps. I put millions of dollars into the system. I'm mm -hmm. about to go get my 900 out a month for right. food stamps because minimally I knew that my family could eat. And yes. as long as I had a roof over my head and we could eat and we had our utilities, then I was able to create. Mm -hmm. So I didn't care about shame and, and understand. I went to the food stamp office and I was like a local celebrity in Chicago. I was a radio show host. People right. knew me. Right. I did not care. I walked right on in the uh, food stamp office, said hi to people, got my food stamps. So we have to do whatever we have to do. No shame. Surround yourself with, with people who are moving in the same direction. Grind. You know, I, I posted something else, and this is a, a sensitive matter to a degree, but I, I said, People have to read. You're going to have to read. You know, we're, we're helping people 
And then the the exact thing that's in the message that's read in big and bold, you're responding back with an attitude saying, you know, you think somebody's trying to teach you. It's right here in red. You have to read. So if you can't read, now is the time to learn how to read. So this is just an opportunity to hit the reset button for all of us, me included. It was really important to hear that. I I remember when the uh, interest rate was dropped, you know, I immediately called my friends. I said, look, please look at that interest rate. If you have a home mortgage, look, look at refinancing. You have to realize, like I said, there are opportunities out here. You know, if you if you can get a credit line, get get your credit line now. Because the interest That's rate right. is so low. Yes. yes. You know, you, you, this is what you talk about in planning. You, you can sit around yes. and complain. But if your if your if your credit line score is high, take advantage of that. If you have an equity in your home, take advantage of that. Get a low end uh, credit line loan, you know, that you can call on in that emergency. Because we, like you said, they said 30 days. They said April. You know, the the the, the federal guidelines are going to be pushed to the end of April. We don't know that. That's right. They're just saying that. This is the same man came out and said, hey, Easter, the churches will be packed. Okay, he said this. That's right. So we cannot sit around saying, oh, that's that's going to be what we're going to do because it's not true at all. So we have to become aggressive. We have to become the planners. And that is what you preach. That is what you teach on a regular basis. Lynn Richardson, tell us again about that webinar that you do on a daily basis and also that incredible book that I got it. I got to I got to I got to promote it again, especially during this period. So I need that banner for that book. And also I need to be able to drive people to your webinars okay yes and we're going to get you a copy of the book and you didn't know about it because i just created it friday (laughs) i had been working on it and uh someone reached out to me and, and and there were really there were literally thousands of people that I realized were in a situation with children at home. And they said, oh, wait, you need to turn this into a home-based business, get the kids involved. So I pulled together my resources. I got my team, the trademark, all of that stuff. We rolled it out. And so when folks woke up on Friday, they said, Lynn Richardson, you are crazy. But it's a kid. It's a, my first job. A kid's guide to money and entrepreneurship. And the parent can co- collaborate with this by hiring the child to work in their home-based business. And for the parents, it's the symphony, a guide to creating and balancing multiple streams of income. And this is going to force us as a community to sit down, have conversations, and rather than your kids running around the house all day with no direction, you you know, I see people suspending their children on yes. social media. One lady said that she got fired for drinking on a job and that she, she was talking about herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from her own home school. Mm-hmm. From, she, got, she got fired from her own home school. But it doesn't have to be disorder. We can find order. And let me tell you something. My youngest daughter is 18. She's a freshman at Howard University. Mm-hmm. She's been working for me since she was six. Six. She's been working. And she entered college with 700 credit scores. She, she's a wise spender. She's got money in the bank. She understands business, and so do her sisters. My my uh, 20-year-old is a sophomore, and my oldest is a senior at Northwestern. So this is something that can be taught. Now, I made all the mistakes. I didn't get what they had. I was the opposite. But now that I'm in a position to know, I want to help other people know how to not only change their situation, but to start their children off with a winning strategy. Awesome. 
she's all the time. She's she's my favorite. She called me, said, Rashawn, could I could I be on your show? I said, Hey, you need to stop making That's that phone right. call because you're a regular. Lynn Richardson, she's wonderful. You'll be seeing her book posted on my social media. You'll be seeing her webinar posted on my social media, both Money Making Conversation and my personal at Rashawn McDonald. Again, you're listening to if you want to hear any more episodes of Money Making Conversation, just go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. So my next guest has has Hollywood buzzing about her new book, Dirty Little Secrets, that nobody wants to tell you about the entertainment industry. I've been in the industry, entertainment industry. I read this book. Very excitable. It's very, I got very excited. When I first of all, I read the title. Like, oh, curiosity killed the cat. I got to know. I got to know. And she's told me a lot of information. Some things I did know. Some things I didn't know. And that's all a process of why we read, why we educate ourselves. She's the woman behind the scene of many, many uh, music and beloved artists, including uh, Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, Carrie Underwood, Fantasia, Will Downing. In Vogue, Escape, The Brat, woo, and many more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. I don't know how I missed this young lady in my journey in music, Cheryl Cobb. Hello, good morning, afternoon. Hey, Cheryl, <laughs> how, did, how did I miss you? I, I, you know, all these names here, you know, Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, you know, Fantasia. I'm, so many times I've encountered my relationship Fantasia in Vogue, Escape, The Brat. How did we not? And even in your book, you know, when you said Barry Hankerson, when you said Barry Hankerson, who was at the time was managing R. Kelly, I go, ha ha, have I not met this young lady, Cheryl Cobb? When you said Barry, you when I read your book, you said Barry Hankerson, I was through. I said, I don't know how I've not met her. How? You know what's funny, and you know this. Working with talent, you're in the background, mm-hmm. and I you, and I try to really stay in the background and let the let the artist be the artist. Right, I be the manager or the branding person, and let them do their job. And mm-hmm. I was there to support, and I enjoyed it. It was right. fun, and I liked it like that. Well, you know the funny part about your book. Uh, I always like to ask uh, my guests when they come on on the show, "What is your gift or gifts, Cheryl Cobb?" One of my Loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty is, well, I'll tell you this, it's also it's one of my sh- wisest and biggest strengths and also one of my biggest failures because I'm loyal to a fault. And right. sometimes that will get you in trouble. But my father was a Marine, Century 5, that's how I grew up. And when you get into something that you love and you attach yourself to something that you believe in, then you'll be loyal to that. And, and pray, preferably, they'll, they'll be loyal to you. But mm-hmm. that's one of my biggest strengths is loyalty. Well, you know, it's really also, when I say that is that when I'm reading the book, one of the things that I, one of my big takeaways from your book, the book I'm talking to Cheryl Cobb, and her book is entitled Dirty Little Secrets That Nobody Wants to Tell You About the Entertainment Industry, was that we get into this business not really knowing our true gifts. That's why I asked what your gift was because, you know, you came in as an assistant for a lot of uh, talented people. And one of the fun stories I read was when Tony Braxton looked at you and said, you, you're not a manager. You're not an assistant. You're a manager. And, yep, and the very next day, you quit and she fired you at the same time. <laughs> Tell us about that story. <laughs> it was a mutual agreement. It was. We were working on a video uh, in Miami, Florida, and she was lovely. And I went in and we were introduced through a, a mutual friend. And after spending a couple of days on the video shoot on the way home, yeah, she was like, you know, 
I, I don't know why you're trying to be my assistant, but she, I, she didn't know that I had just gotten into the business mm-hmm. and I'd been working with Luther Vandross for about maybe nine months. Mm-hmm. That was my first gig with Luther Vandross traveling the world and she needed an assistant. And I was like, Hey, this is the next gig. I'll take it. Right. And, and I took the job and, and, you know, after the weekend, I was like, ah, I can't do this. I can't do it. <laughs> and, and then she said the same. She's like, I think you should, you should do something else. I'll tell you what, maybe like, um, about after she said, this is not going to work. And I said, you know, you're right. It's absolutely not going to work out. She called me back about a month later, mm-hmm. just randomly at the clear blue sky and said, I'm going to Europe. I need a tour manager. Would you be interested? And I was like, absolutely. I'd never traveled to Europe uh, in that capacity, but I was like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how we started our journey. And it, I think we had like a six or seven year journey mm-hmm. from, you know, from me being her road man- tour manager, road manager, on to her day-to-day manager, and then made of honor in her wedding. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, that's how relationships established. Um, but that's how I started my journey with Tony Braxton. And it was a good journey. Well, you know, it's really interesting when I read when I'm reading about the book because that little moment right there, being a tour manager to Europe, okay, now that's something you had not done at the time, correct? Had not. But that did not throw any fear into you, like, oh, let me pass on this opportunity. But that's the drive. Oh, no. That's the drive that you have inside. That's the that's the gift that you have inside. Is that you not you know, you don't allow you never let fear win and a lot of people let fear win a change or opportunity they doubt themselves but you didn't doubt yourself why not well i knew going into the industry that i could do it i had a background in production so i i was just clear and faith i walk out on faith on every decision i make it's faith um experience though let me tell you i worked with luther and luther was a perfectionist and I had the uh, yes, pleasure. Yes, he is. Yes, he was. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the pleasure of traveling to Europe with Luther as a hospitality director. So I was way in the background, lowest at the totem pole. But you know what I did? Let me tell you, Rashawn. I attached myself to his tour manager. Mm-hmm. And we became best friends. Mm-hmm. And he taught me everything. Taff Richards, bless his soul. He's not with us today. But he was excellent and i and and let me tell you anybody knows anything about luther vandross they knew that he everything was first class everything his staff his team it was superb so i attached myself to somebody who i knew understood the business right and once i got the job with tony braxton i was like i can do this well hold Absolutely. on let me call taff richards there let you me go. call him on the phone relationships <laughs> and, uh, loyalty that's yeah, what you're talking about you know really interesting when you're talking about this because you know she got introduced to this world at first class level Luther Vandross' career, uh, when she got came on board, 3,000 people was a minimum that he would perform in front of, Luther Vandross. Oh. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, the, the, the everything had to be right. The food had to he, he was a consummate professional. And so when he walked in the room, he was never loud. You know, his persona, his, his brand, he, he, all those things mattered to him. And that's why he had the, had, had the career that he had and left us with the hits that he left us with. Because yeah, he yeah. treated everybody as humans and never saw himself as being bigger than the moment, and so that was that was like you know that was like a PhD on how to do a tour right and how to how, how to treat people on a tour that you got right bullseye, off the bat. Bullseye, bullseye. That is that you, you can do my interview. <laughs> mm. 
No, it's that's so true. I, I just keep telling you, Cheryl, I should have met you. Okay, again, this is Cheryl Cobb. I'm talking to Cheryl Cobb. She has a book called Dirty Little Secrets that nobody wants to tell you about the entertainment industry. Now, this person, again, Luther Vandross, hospitality director, Tony Braxton, Shantae Moore, Carrie Underwood, you know, American Idol, Fantasia, American Idol, Will Diamond, who I love, who I feel has never gotten his due as a performer or a singer. Oh, oh he's just as, as amazing as Luther. Okay, absolutely, as absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree 100%. In, in Vogue, Escape, all the the brat, you know, it's it, this is just a short list of people that she has uh, she has touched. And when I say touch, let me just get personal a little bit from a manager management perspective or producer uh-huh. perspective. Trust yeah. has to be there. You have to have answers. When people they will come to you for answers, and you can't go uba uba uba. You have you better have uh-huh. an answer because yep. they are depending on you when they wake up. They're depending on you when you go to sleep. Um, I remember Steve Harvey used to always tell me here, you know everything, don't you, Rashawn? I go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, he's, and he would tell you, and I'm telling you, sure, he would look at me, and go, you serious, aren't you? I said, yep, I am. Yes, sir, yeah. I am serious. What you need to know, Steve? I'm gonna tell you, because I'm not gonna sit up and tell you I don't know anything. And it was so, it was so funny out here because I, you know, managed Stephen A. Smith now, and, and it was so funny. Stephen A. Smith, he called me, he called me off guard, and he, and he asked me a question. I went, I don't know. He went. Hold up now. This needs to make the national news. Rashawn McDonald said he didn't know anything. And so, and and that dawned on me out of respect and also out of uh, that people know that about your brand, that they know they can come to you and get an honest statement that they know. And that's what you have built in your life. You don't get all these names associated with your brand, Cheryl, unless you get that reputation of being honest, get that reputation of being able to deliver. Yes, yes. And let me tell you something very interesting that you said. Being able to be honest is so important. And one of the secrets in my book, I think it's number nine, is called Pick Your Battles. And what Pick Your Battles explains is, is that as a manager, your job is to advise and to consult. You're not, you're not their boss and they're not your boss. Your job is to actually consult. When they don't take your advice or consultation, then your job is no longer needed. So, you know, if I have an artist and I advise them and they decide not to take my advice, then my advice to them is do what you need. I'm going to back you and we'll find a solution right or wrong. But this is my advice and this is what I, why is counsel is so important. But at the end of the day, they make their own decisions and you have to go with it. Absolutely. It was one of the one of your favorite lines in this book. Uh, you said you've been fired, rehired, and quit. You've been fired by some of the best people in the industry, and it's okay. Now, yes. Reason mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna slow this down for a minute because I gotta talk a little racial here because okay. I learned okay. this. I learned this in the business, okay. you know, from okay. from my white counterparts. You know, I, I, I would they would they would get fired. They come in shake the person's hand, say thank you for the opportunity, and uh, walk away. And I've, and I've seen my, my black counterpart mad. Well, we all know, nobody likes to get fired. Nobody likes to get, yeah. you know, that, that's a bad experience. But, but this is the long run. This is the run. This is the relationship, how you react. Because it's a very small circle in Hollywood. Yes, Entertainment is a very small yeah. circle. So if you're a fool over here, 
Leave it ain't gonna circulate to everybody real quick. So it's how you exit, how you exit those dark moments is very key. And as from a minority perspective, you cannot take this stuff personal. You cannot. But you know what's interesting about that? That's a learned behavior too. Because nobody, you could work at Walmart. Nobody wants to get fired and it doesn't feel good under any circumstances doesn't feel good but once you understand the process and this this is why i wrote this book and number you're going to get fired is my number one chapter is because you're going to get fired and i teach you how to process it and there's like four or five little steps that you have to go to mm-hmm. to get to recovery and those steps although they're small as you say little nuggets they are meaningful, and when you understand them, and you you, you begin to soar because you go into your next job, and you understand that it's a job, and you have to separate the friendship from the business. Being able to talk to somebody who's been there, done that, is really refreshing. And I found that really, really refreshing about your book is that it's very honest and very truthful. And putting together a book like this, walk us through the steps, Cheryl. You know. It, first, we start with experience, mm-hmm. just really experience. And I was literally, I wrote another book, which I'll tell you about later. But <laughs> when I wrote that book, it's a bigger book. Mm-hmm. But this 10 Dirty Little Secrets is a small book out of the big book. As I was writing the book, I was like, gosh, these are nuggets that people need to know. So these were extracted out of my bigger book. And I decided to release this one first because right now, these kids out here, and then also experienced artists that can't like reboot their careers need to read the book. Right. So that's how it started. Just me going over. I was like, what are the 10 things? Not a lot. Just something simple. What are 10 things that I believe people need to know? And I decided to use the things that affected me most, which is friendship, mm-hmm. business, right. finance, loyalty, mm-hmm. you know, Picking your battles. Right. And then also the administrative stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into later. And that's called your team. Absolutely. And so those, and picking the right team and having the right team. So those were like the strongest things I can remember that will affect every artist. Every last one of these 10 nuggets will affect you no matter who you are. And so that's where the whole, that's where the energy came from. I know I wanted to stay in order, but you brought up something that I want to keep at the top of the mind. The team. Who, who is your team? What is your team? I remember when I stopped managing Steve Harvey in 2016. And um, I was by myself, you know, and I was trying to figure all this out by myself. And, I, and, and it took me about a year to realize, Rashawn, you were successful with Steve Harvey for sure, but you also had a team. And so in 2017, I started assembling a team around me. People who knew mm-hmm. my brand, who trusted me, had more passion for my brand sometimes than I had. Because you know, because it's important to have people around you that have passion for your brand because yeah. it, it can get tiring. Just keep talking about yourself, keep motivating yourself, keep moving forward. And they'll drop some information about you that you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because I always tell people, when you keep telling the same story, you start reshaping it. Because out of boredom, mm-hmm. you start changing it. And you start shortchanging your opportunity to start changing the things that you've accomplished because you're trying to keep the story fresh for you. So it's important to have a team around you that will remind you of your story, the whole story, and to remind you of your capabilities, not a, a part of your capabilities, but your overall results. And that's why I keep reminding of the relationships that you have, because when you come on my show, Money Making Conversation, 
I always want to talk about not with so much what you're doing right now, but also that journey. Because that journey gives you the validation of why we're talking right now, why you can write a book like that. If I just start just talking about this book, people may get lost going, eh, I don't know. Well, who is she? Well, guess what? I'm about to tell you who she is. I'm about to tell you why you should be impressed. I'm about to tell you in this book, she talks about her flaws. She talks about her mistakes. She talks about how she's gotten up several times. How being fired was an attack on her integrity. How R. Kelly's old manager cussed her out like she was a man. That was the funniest line in that book. I, I, I'm telling you something. <laughs> when I, when wait, wait. I, if you know Barry, you know it was funny. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, girl. When, when I read that line, I laughed so hard. I said, I said, I said, Cheryl said, he cussed me out like I was a man. Like I was a man. I was paralyzed. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Truly paralyzed. And if that, but I'll tell you, if that was a defining moment for me. Because oh I, I could have given up at that point because it didn't feel good and it hurt and I was scared. He loved me. He, he was just angry with me. And, and that was that. And right. so, you know, but for me, but it wasn't right, though. Business. It wasn't right, though. No, 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 it wasn't right. It mm-hmm. wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I took that and I was paralyzed. Let me tell you, I was paralyzed for a minute. And then I was like, you know what? He didn't make me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go back to what I know, because what I know, nobody can take away from me. So let's take what I know and let's start there and start over. Yeah, I just and had to say that. that. Something mm-hmm. that you said, I don't want to over is you were talking about the team the team mm-hmm. and um you asked me how did i come up with the team and how did i re- recover from being fired or from absolutely let me just tell you this i think thing that happened to you happened to me yes ma'am and then and you're out there alone on an island you mm-hmm. do you start you get depressed it's easy to get depressed mm-hmm. it's easy to go okay god i've worked so many years for this person mm-hmm. and i've made them successful and here mm-hmm. i am alone mm-hmm. so I really started digging deep within. I was like, okay, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna come up with a, with a, a thing, crown fixer. I'm gonna fix. I need my crown fixed, and I'm gonna fix other people's crown. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm betting on me. Okay, it's time to bet on me. Those were the things. So I have a good friend. I'm gonna give her a shout out because she is the editor and ghostwriter with me on my book. Mm-hmm. Her name is Dr. Theon Gordon. I promise you, this woman is amazing. She said, I told her I had a story. She said, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I sat there and I talked to this woman for about three hours. And the next day she brought the manuscript and I couldn't believe she was like, this is your story. You wrote this. I just typed it and just put it in order. Mm. And that's how we started writing. And we finished that book and we started on another book. She's, she is like a dream story whisperer. She will take your story. You might think this story is one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you finish talking to her and you come out finding out, oh, my God, I have a whole different story in me. So, Theon Gordon yeah. mm-hmm. stuck with me, walked mm-hmm. with me through the journey. Pam Broussard, who's my publicist, who you know, who's mm-hmm. an amazing, who came to me and said, you know what? I trust in you. You've brought me a lot of clients. You've been very loyal to me. You know what? I'm going to get on your team. And mm-hmm. then I have a young lady that's been under me, uh, under my tutelage for years. Her name is Sheree Griffin. said, I do social media. I'll do your social media. And I trust all three of those people. And we put a team together. And it's, I mean, honestly, God said, write it and I'll do the rest. And now it's just like taking off. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is really, because it's important that I, when you talk about her putting information in that you forgot, that's what I was talking about. When you're a mm-hmm. success and you don't have a team around you, then you for, can forget your greatness. You can forget your accomplishments. Yeah. 
Because sometimes yeah. I always tell people like sometimes you got to have somebody else brag about you, hype you, yeah. talk about you. Yeah. That's why I love rappers. They they started the hype game. Got to come oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. hey, I'm gonna tell you who come out come out there. But some, but actually it started with uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali started the, the hypers. Oh you know, my gosh. You know. Yeah. He started it. Wow. You know, somebody come That's out there, it. go out there and tell everybody how great I am before I come out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm my own publicist. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were oral publicists, you know. Do you know who about to come on this stage? Are you ready to tear <laughs> this bad boy up? The greatest boxer of all time. The prettiest <laughs> boxer of all time. And so and so that's why I'm so pretty. Uh, and so when you when you so when you do so when I was doing stand up comedy as a host, that's all I was doing. I was as a host, I was a hype guy. They give me the credits, and I go, okay, I got to hype this person up so everybody can realize why they should be excited about this person. So they laugh at his jokes, okay, uh, a singer and things like that. So so uh, so now you got a team of hype people around. That's all I have. I have a team of hype people around me because sometimes I, I tell things like, uh, don't worry about that. They go, what do you mean? Don't worry about that. You're, you have a degree in mathematics. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's a big deal. We should put it in your bio. How about working for working at IBM? That's a big deal. And so, because you, you, you start cutting the- off little slice, slices of your success, so it's important that your book talk about that, and it's important that you understand the value of having people around you to promote your brand, support your brand, hype your brand. That part of the book was so important to me, oh, Cheryl. Thank you. And, but, did, but did you read the, the part right after that mm-hmm. that says you're loyal to your team, but your team has to, but that person has to be loyal to you as well. Absolutely. It, it, it goes both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and got that. I got that tip from Oprah Winfrey. Well, you know, again, you know, uh, uh, you went to meet her with Fantasia. Okay. And, and you call Gail King, make sure Gail King, I read your book, young lady. I'm just letting you know. I See, you know what I'm saying? Hey, this is funny about Cheryl. I'm going to drop a nugget on her. Because, see, see, you have to read the book. You, it's certain things. You, when you're reading the book, you have to pick up little nuances. So, so Fantasia wanted to, Oprah wanted to talk to Fantasia. Fantasia, so Fantasia mm-hmm. called Cheryl. So, Cheryl, I want you to come with you. Come with me to meet with Oprah. And Oprah was her idol. So, she wasn't going to pass up on the chance. to. But, but you did want to go to a meeting if Gail King wasn't going to be there. So, you reached out to Gail King. And Gail King said, she's going to be there. So, you got to go to the meeting. Meet your idol because Gail King was there because that was a relationship you had built along the way. And life is a wonderful thing. I've read your yes. book. And so when I tell oh people, go God, read you your read book. book. Okay. They should and read you know your what? book. It's For a the benefit. the rest of that story, we're going to leave people to read because it's a great, it, it, it was so, it's so inspiring. What mm-hmm. she taught and what she said. She can't, she was meeting with Fantasia. I just happened to be collateral. I just happened to be there. You right. know? Right. <laughs> and right. so I, I was able to t- take it absorb it. I was in the meeting and then I stepped out and let them have a private meeting. But the, but the beginning of that meeting was so powerful and what she said stuck with me. And I had to tell that story. Absolutely. There's another story you tell in the book is about your relationship with R. Kelly or Robert Kelly. You don't only knew them yes. as Robert Kelly. Okay. That's, and then and you cool. say this, and I, I took this out of the book. It has been, a, uh, I've been, uh, uh, he never tried to sleep with me and treated me like a princess. A lot of people may not like that I'm writing this, but every situation is different. I only knew that version of R. Kelly or Robert Kelly. That's what you call him, Robert. Because, yeah. because of the fact that we all know what's going on in the media right now. But that's but you can't deny the relationship and the positive impact that that relationship had in your life. And you mentioned that in the book, but you still felt it had value to your story, correct? 
it was so important and people warned me about mentioning it, but I was like, I'm not ashamed. It's a part of my journey. When I worked with him and it'll tell you in the book through Interscope, I worked with Jimmy Iveen, Steve Stout. We, I ran his record label. Right. And so I didn't run to the gym and play basketball and, and live his private life. So you can work with somebody and have absolutely no idea about what they're doing in their private life. So I was astonished and still am. I'm just hurt beyond measure because, you know, and, uh, you know, everybody gets their day in court, but my journey, my experience was not a bad experience. So I had to put it in there because it's fair. And, And you'll notice in the book, I throw myself under the bus several times because I have to tell the truth about the journey because no matter who you work with good or bad sometimes you know i have had clients to file bankruptcy i was right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've had clients who who've had you know and i never tell anybody's private business in the book i tell my private business oh, absolutely and that's and that was that was fine with me like i said but this part of the book i thought was important because if, if relationships are what make us and so yes. good or bad and so I felt it was a very courageous moment for you because you could took the easy road, road out and say, I'm going to leave this part out and I'm just going to talk about this. But you're talking about dirty little secrets in the entertainment industry. And some of these secrets are about people who you work with, people who you do business with. and But how do you react? It's no different than, I'm not trying to go into that next level. It's a lot of people did business with Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, that's, that's a dirty mm-hmm. little secret. That's now he's in. He's been committed to twenty three years of incarceration wow. based on that yeah. verdict. And so, but in yeah. your book, it's so many. It's about relationship. You talk about it. It's about being fired. It's about the team you put around you. It's about the people because the team is the key at that point now because of the fact that you have people around you that tell you, "I wouldn't do that. I would. I would. I would avoid those relationships. Uh, is not something you should have on your resume." But those are the things that we deal in life. But you're telling this story. It's a great book. Cheryl, uh, tell us uh, how we get the book. Because as you can see, I mean, I've enjoyed the book. I've lived that life as a manager, as a producer. You, you've dropped some nuggets on me. But more importantly, the nuggets that you're dropping in the book are relatable to everyday people. Well, you can, uh, two things. Let me just say this. It has been such a pleasure talking to you. It's like, I know you, bro- my brother. <laughs> and the honor of it is that you understand and you clearly see it because you've had the same experiences. So I love that. And I love talking to you. And when we get off this line, we're going to talk a little bit more. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you can get the book. Uh, it's everywhere. Um, 10DirtyLittleSecrets.com. Right. Go in, push the button, buy the book. But I'm also on Barnes & Noble. I'm right. on Amazon. I'm on Kindle. So I'm blessed to be everywhere all over the world. You can find me. There's no way you can't. But 10DirtyLittleSecrets.com, easy enough. Just push it. The book is there. Mm -hmm. And all the other sites, I'm on uh, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, all of it. 10 Dirty Little Secrets. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would just, this is my closing statement. One of my favorite chapters was the the reality show that you were doing with uh, Shantae Moore. And, um, and how, <laughs> RB Divas of LA. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is, is, cause I've been there. I've been there. You know, they tell you one thing and they get you out there. And you did, oh, uh, we're going, that, that's not working for us. We got to, we got to turn up the volume. We got to turn up the drama. This is not going to yes. be, uh, this little nice story we told you guys we're going to do. And then you got to protect your brand. You got to protect your people. Got to protect you. And then something, and you do it too quick and blow up in front of you and you just have to just take it. 
And that's oh. how people can manipulate you in this business. And those are the dirty little secrets that she's talking about in the book, you know, is that just because you sign up to do something doesn't mean that's going to be the final story. Absolutely. Oh, and that is, that, that's the fact. Cheryl, I'm so glad to I do great. I want to thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more interviews about money making conversations, just go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. My relationship with my next guest goes all the way back to the Steve Harvey sitcoms and the Parker sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) He is currently on Owns Chairs to Date and TV One Stepping Back to Love. He also has a film that he uh, executive produced and starring in on BET Network's His, Hers, and The Truth. He just wrapped production for a new feature film that he executive produced and co-starred in alongside with my girl, Wendy Raquel Robinson, Lil Mama, Clifton Powell, another one of my boys, Coco Brown, and Brad James called Fruits of the Heart. Please welcome back to Money Making Conversation, one of the stars up in the cut, my man, Dorian Wilson's. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing fantastic, Dory. I'm going to tell you something. You know, I've always been a fan way back when we first met, man, on, when you was over there. Way back. Was, you know, Steve Harvey sitcom, man, came That's in. crazy, man. Came in, man, just, just tore it up, man, became uh, Steve Harvey's uh, <laughs> adversary to uh, right, Wendy right. Raquel Robinson. <laughs> that's my girl right there right you know, there that's my heart and that's that's relationships man that's that's relationships yeah, and, yeah, and, and uh, that's 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 really your career because the thing in this mm-hmm. business man is you always want to know what people say about you think about you and what you do when you when they, when they give you that opportunity and you you've right, been very right. consistent about that can you talk about that I, I am so blessed to have the longevity that I do have mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is but it, mm-hmm. it, it like you said it's the relationships that that you, you pave along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always worked with uh, incredible people that I, I admired and those relationships stick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on down the road because you never know, you know, that, that grip, that, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, operator right. uh, mm-hmm. might have the next big movie or mm-hmm. whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I, I attribute that and God and uh, just uh, trying to, to stay relevant. And you're yeah. relevant. And you stay relevant. Yeah. Let, let, let's just show why you're relevant. <laughs> Cherish today. Okay. Now. I was like, who are you talking about? All you. These, all you. these credits. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm telling you something, ma'am. You know, first of all, if anybody has not seen the love story by Ava DuVernay oh. on the OWN yeah. Network or the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, yeah. And, um, my God, uh, you play the father yeah, figure. Anne Marie Johnson yeah. plays the mother. You guys mm-hmm. have two characters that come in and just take over that episode emotionally. Um, <laughs> and it, it, you know, it, it just talk about getting involved with a show like that. That is a it's a it's a time piece from a standpoint. Right. She jumps Absolutely. months and years in the relationship, and there's only eight episodes, but it, it is, is the talk yeah. of the town as far as uh, television uh, making. Filmmaking or television yeah. making, yeah. nobody has done that mm-hmm. before like that. But no, if it has been done, it has never captured the imagination of the viewing audience like it has today. You are part Especially of that. Especially for African Americans. Oh my god! Yeah, you oh know, my god! Oh it, my god! It, it is so dope to 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 be a part of this um, uh, amazing production, and I'm 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 so glad that. 
people get to see me outside of my genre, my box, that comedy, right. um, you know, that, <laughs> that, that everybody knows me for, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to play this, this interesting character, mm-hmm. um, this this father who is, you know, the head of the household, but he's really not because the mother is stepping Woo! in. And Amory uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and once again, relationships. And we, we go back, way back to the Parkers as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, and when they told me that she was cast, I was like, is she getting ready to kill this? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I had a, a great time. It's an all-star cast. Um, just, it, just a wonderful vibe and, and something really different, like you were saying, uh, to see African-Americans, uh, a couple that are in love and, you know, the trials and tribulations that they go through. Um, and it's carried through years. Yes. Um, you know, and, and you have the legendary Cicely Tyson. Um, yeah, I mean, Miss <laughs> Luna, Miss Luna, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, hey, but, then, but then your your character you play was such an important character because it, you know, is mm-hmm. is is kind of funny, and then but that scene mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. stairwell, I'm not giving with the series, right. was very dramatic. And it was like, right, right. that's what you're talking about. Give you a, a chance to spread. You do a little humor, but you come back and you're real. And uh, mm-hmm. th- that's that's a that's a unique ability that we quite often don't see that much because of the character. Right. People see you as a sitcom star, see you as comedy relief, Absolutely. come in mm-hmm. and be funny and, and break up the moment. And this show right. allows, this series allows people to see you from a very, very uh, enjoyable, enjoyable. Congratulations, yeah. man. Congratulations, <laughs> Doreen. Thank you so much, man. It, it, it allowed me to stretch my acting muscle, uh, if you will. But a lot of people don't know I'm classically trained. Absolutely. I, I, you know, uh, I know. Too. You know, I, I know. I, I went, yes, <laughs> yes, of course, because you and Steve used to uh, clown me and Wendy about it all the time. Y'all mm-hmm. went to the same school of acting. You right. know? But yeah, I did all of Shakespeare and um, dramatic stuff, slow dance on the killing ground, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a, a serious, deep pieces. Mm-hmm. And I graduated from, um, you know, uh, doing this uh, performing arts school, came to L.A., and, you know, right away I'm cast as a funny sidekick um, on the show uh, Dream On, um, and which I did for six years. And after that, I was, like, totally pigeonholed. It's like, right. this mm-hmm. is the funny guy. He's the comic, you know. But mm-hmm. I have, I, I do have a range, and so, Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm so thankful. Well, well, they get that, to see it uh, in that uh, show, and I was thankful yeah, to see yeah. it because it just, you know, it's just, a, it's just fascinating to watch. I, I consider you a friend mm-hmm. in the business. I consider Absolutely. you somebody that if I have an opportunity to cast a role, I want to bring you mm-hmm. in to make sure you get an opportunity because you're professional. And you're professional. y'all hear that. Y'all hear that firsthand. <laughs> Thank you, my Absolutely. friend. Thank you. But you not. But I don't want you stuck on just chairs today. It's amazing. But okay. you have a TV one series. Stepping back. Step yes. back to love. Stepping back to love. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, once again, I got to play this incredible um, uh, role. I, I'm playing the father of the lead character um, and uh, Darren Henson, um, who is amazing in his own right. He's a, a uh, a beautiful dancer. Uh, he has. We have this um, uh, love hate relationship with this father and son mm-hmm. that I bring out. That I'm saying, you know, I just want the best for my son. So I, I've pushed him uh, to to make him a better man, right. and it doesn't come across that way to him at all times uh, because it just seems, it seems like that I'm, I'm you know being a beast on him. But, you know, I know he's capable of, uh, you know, greater things in my eye. 
Um, so, um, you know, once again, I got to play this, this incredible role um, opposite of him, but uh, it was a beautiful project. Um, and they had a great time shooting it. Yeah, and I'm as well. a fan of Darren. So Darren Henson, yeah. you know, he's done a lot of uh, plays on the road. You probably have seen him in those. So uh, good. He's very good and an amazing dancer. So, so food. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's on yeah. food as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is that uh, when I, because I've, I've watched some clips from the series, is that when you talk mm-hmm. about, like my father, he was passed away. Uh, our relationship mm-hmm. was kind of like that. You know, he had expectations for me and I had expectations for myself. And so, Absolutely. and so in the series, it comes across, which is a good storytelling, by the way, where he mm-hmm. thinks he wants you to live the life that you want him to live. Mm-hmm. And that creates right. a conflict because you're just trying to get him to live the best life that he can possibly Absolutely. pull off. And that's the, that's the mm-hmm. basis of that storytelling for that particular series. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and not to be outdone, my, my father was the same way. He, he, he pushed me. He was accepting of everything that I do and always um, is that first uh, person to be that that cheerleader, uh, you know, to to encourage me. But uh, believe me, if it wasn't for him, well, my mother as well. Right. Um, they 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 wanted me to be the best me. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, they laid that foundation with God and and hard work uh, and dedication, there's nothing that I couldn't do. And so, I, you know, I, I realized that. And that's what I passed on to my kids as well and tried to encourage them as well. Well, the, well, the next two things I'm about to bring up is what excites me about what's, what's happening in your career. You're executive producing. Mm-hmm. Not saying you haven't done it in the Woo-hoo! past, but these projects right. that we're about to talk about, the next two projects, yeah. you are the executive producer or one of the executive producers. Mm-hmm. The first project we're going to talk about is starring in a BET's network show called His, Hers, and the Truth. First of all, I love that title right there. His, yes. Hers, yep. and the Truth. Right there. I'm <laughs> watching right there. True, I'm watching man. that. I'm watching that. Because, you know, there's lies, there's kind of lies, and there's the truth. (laughs) There's the lies from... Yeah, yeah, right, right. There's the lies on the his side. There's the lies on the her side. What is the truth lie? (laughs) But but the funny part is, is, it's our truth as well. You know, we really believe that we're telling the truth. This is our perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, coming from us. But in lies, somewhere in the middle, that's where the truth is, though. Mm-hmm. So how do you get involved and, and get the title of executive producer for this particular show? Uh, well, first of all, first and foremost, I, I have an amazing manager, um, managers, uh, <laughs> management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. he must be on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and uh, believe me, every project that he does or that, that the uh, company does, I'm involved with some way or another. Right. I, I, I'm actually in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I got to really put a different hat on, mm-hmm. sit back and try to, you know, make this uh, project come to fruition. Right. And uh, I'm having such a great time right. learning the business as well now. You know, I, I got to be behind, uh, in front of the camera for many, many years. Right. But uh, now to be a part of so decision making. Wow. And yeah, man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It, and it, I'm it, learning you know, from these brothers. Absolutely. You know, it's really amazing. You know, people, you know, you, you know, you have a you have an acting executive producer and you have a working executive producer. You know, I've been mm-hmm, fortunate right. to be a working executive producer. Which right, involves right, in right. the casting, it goes all mm-hmm. the way down to can we pay that actress or can we pay that actor mm-hmm. or is that a five and under? No, that person has a stand right. in that room and be silent. 
can't get together. They got to right. act like they acted, but they can't say anything. It comes down to that. It comes down to catering. It comes down to right. set design. It really is. All the things that we, we don't see, you know, <laughs> right. and it's just added in front of us. But it's, it's crazy. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work and people don't realize that. You know, I, in fact, I, I felt kind of good because you were talking about all that work that we have been doing behind <laughs> the sidelines, behind the scenes. You didn't know yeah. about catering and wardrobe and uh, casting. You know, yeah. that's, that's the fun part yeah. about why I love being behind the camera. Well, I, I love being in front of the camera because I get all the accolades from all the stuff that you guys do. Right. But, you know, to, to really be able to be a part of uh, the decision making and uh, the whole process of making a, a project come to fruition is amazing. And I'm learning that. Um, and I learned that from. Uh, you know, being an executive producer on the, the film, uh, His, Hers, and the Truth, mm -hmm. um, working with incredible brothers that have done this for many, many years. This is uh, their seventh movie uh, together. And awesome. so for them to bring me a part, uh, be uh, a part of this is uh, um, amazing to me because I'm learning as I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I can bring um, the, the acting side to it as well. I'm one of the reasons why uh, Wendy uh, Raquel Robinson is the lead actress um, to the movie. That's uh, one of my best friends, and you know how far oh we go God. back. Um, yeah, so uh, I brought her to the table. Um, uh, Angie Stone plays my uh, sister on my my show in the cut right and she's doing the soundtrack uh for the movie uh as well well along with little mama mm -hmm. um so you know to be able to bring the, those types of uh, of uh, people to the the project it just enhances it and you know i feel uh, uh, amazing that i'm a part of that now we're talking about fruits of the heart correct Mm -hmm. Okay, now, now another name that I, I gotta mention is my boy Clifton Powell. Now, Clifton Powell and you, y'all yeah. y'all y'all carry the same amount of love in my heart as far as uh, <laughs> longevity in the business. And Cliff is a little opposite to you. He's opposite from you because you're, you 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 cut your key, your teeth and 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 comedy, and now he's yeah. transitioned over to more lighthearted opportunities. He cut his teeth in drama. Yeah, right, and, right, and now right. he's transcends over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's really interesting mm -hmm. watching you guys becoming like not so much ships in the night, but showing you how you have to adjust your career in order to last in this business. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Clifton, that's that's my boy right there. <laughs> what you see is what you get. That that's uh, a true brother in this industry who has paved the way for a lot of brothers. Oh, yeah. um, but we worked together way back um, uh, with a, a movie that I did called. Um, a weekend with the family, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, directed and written by uh, Chris Stokes. Oh, I saw that one. Um, and, I saw and, that on and Netflix. Was in that as well. I saw that. I yeah. saw. You know, I saw that one. The, the crazy family, yeah, the Asian yeah. mama, the yeah. Asian mama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling exactly. you. I'm telling you, Dory. Yeah. I don't miss you on TV, brother. <laughs> I, you know, I I'm a, you, I'm man. a fan of yours, brother. Yeah, I, thanks, I saw that. Thanks. That was all my boy, because uh, my boy from uh, Immature <laughs> was in that movie too. Yes, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. But yes, Chris Stokes directed and read, uh, wrote that along with uh, Marcus Houston, mm -hmm. um, and we had a great time. Uh, but uh, Clinton and Wendy brought the funny 
funny as always. Right. Um, and I played opposite of them, uh, being the, the uh, tight, uh, kind of businessman who, you know, the, his, his son, uh-huh. uh, it wasn't good enough for my daughter right. and uh, right. they're going to get married. So, right, 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 but, right. Yeah. That, that was a great, very but, funny. Uh, it's yeah, on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's on yes, Netflix. Yes. It's a great watch during these times, especially if you want to get some, some good lighthearted spirit Absolutely. and some good fun. <laughs> and, and, and that, 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 that Cliff Powell, he's over the top in there too. He's over yeah, the top. Yeah. He's over the top. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that, that's yeah, the beautiful but... part about th- these relationships. Let's let, let's get back to the series that, that, that that's on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called Bounce yeah. TV Network. It's called In the Cut. And I got mm-hmm. I'll be remiss if I don't mention my boy mm-hmm. Bentley Evans, who yeah. created the show. <laughs> The man. Uh, you know, the he, man. when I say the why man. he's special to me, he brought me onto the Jamie Foxx show as a co-executive producer, one of the major right. moves in my life in this business. Because you got to have people help me. He's an African American guy. Oh, most definitely. And 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 so let's talk. We, we, you've been on the show before talking about in the cut updates because you mentioned Andrew Stone. Andrew Stone, who's crazy by the way, in real life and oh on this God. TV show. Oh my God! You know, if you yeah. don't know Andrew yeah. Stone, Andrew <laughs> Stone's crazy. Okay. A good crazy though. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's put that out there. <laughs> That's my girl. That's my girl. Uh, But yeah, she plays my sister on the show. Um, But let let, let me go back to to, uh, Bentley. Um, That that is another one of those relationships that, that, you know, you you don't have those type of uh, relationships in this business uh, that often. They come far and few between. Mm -hmm. Um, Bentley is that dude who is groundbreaking for one. Yes. And he never forgets somebody and wants you a part of that, that, that family, that niche. But I worked with him many, many years ago on Martin and everybody that is associated with our show uh, has worked with him in the past in some capacity or another. Um, But it's a beautiful niche. Uh, Kalita uh, Kalita Smith plays my um, my wife on the show. And many of you guys know Kalita from uh, the Bernie Mac show. She played the wife on the Bernie Mac show. and John Marshall Jones, he was the father on Sm- a Smart Guy. Yes, absolutely. Um, and he plays mm-hmm, my absolutely. sidekick in the mm-hmm. barbershop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, rounding out the cast is uh, Ken Lawson, uh, who I, the is my comrade <laughs> from the Parkers. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. we go that far back, and that's my dude right there. I have worked with him for almost uh, 25 years, mm-hmm. and I have never seen this cat come in mad, angry, upset, yeah. or yeah. what have you. Um, you know, always a good vibe and, or, or, you know, just, um, and, and if he does, we don't know it. Right. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah, way. You know, I know, I, I know, I, I know Ken. the same. Ken, the kid's yeah, an yeah, easy yeah. going guy, um, delivers yeah, the line, yeah. true professional. And, uh, but I, 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 I gotta, Absolutely. I gotta bring up Laura Hayes now. Laura Hayes. Yeah, Miss Laura. She <laughs> is hilarious <laughs> on the show. That, that, that's my girl right there. But, um, she kind of, that grounds everybody and mm-hmm. just the, the stuff that you don't see from Laura on the show right. is some of the funniest. Yes. <laughs> it, it yes. really is. Right. Um, but anyway, um, so it, it's a great uh, cast. Um, also, Dorian Renaud, um, who plays uh, uh, Kalita's sidekick in her um, beauty salon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a wonderful cast. Everybody has been in the business for umpteen years. And so we have to. Um, have that foundation we've all worked together before because we do 13 episodes in 11 days 13 mm. episodes in 11 days yeah mm-hmm. it is it is a killer isn't it long are the the days where we have 
uh, well, a week to shoot an episode. Oh, you know, you know, oh, you know I know about in, that. In front of a, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In front mm-hmm. of an audience, a live mm-hmm. audience, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. we are cranking this out. I have anywhere from 10 to uh, uh, 17 scenes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's long hours, but we already have that foundation. Um, and everybody's professional, so we're we're able to you know yeah, crank it out and, and get it done, and it enables me to do a lot of other things, um, you know, for the rest of the the year. Right. So we just finished our seventh season. Awesome, awesome. Then some of the guests yeah. got your girl Lunell coming on the show this yes, year. Yes. If, if anybody saw Dolomite, is my main is my name. Oh Look, my gosh! Th- yes. th- just Lunell. Lunell is one of those people. The fact that you have Lunell and Laura Hayes mm-hmm. on the set at the same time, it, it had to be crazy. They're, they're best friends. Yes, it, it is. It's crazy. You have to separate them. They're like little kids, but it, it just the comedy. I mean. Ha- they threw out the script, basically. And just, <laughs> just went with it, you know. And that's uh, how. And but, yeah, let's let's just back up and tell people a little bit of history about Bentley Evans. Bentley Evans created the Martin Show, so he's used absolutely. to working with a star who improvs. He mm, created right, the right, Jamie right. Foxx Show, so he's yes, used to working yes, with sir. another star who improvs. So mm-hmm. when he and yes. comedians, so he's used to working mm-hmm. in an environment of trusting these individuals. So when absolutely, so when Dorian says, you know, they off script or they throw out the script that's a good thing because he's yeah. allowing them to do their thing and bring the best funny possible and trusting the ability Absolutely. to pull it off that's awesome that's awesome that's and awesome. like i said he know he knows all of us the, the, we have incredible writers who write for us as uh people uh-huh. um not just actors uh-huh. um you know our characters or whatever but they know what dorian's strengths are right and so they'll incorporate that in the script right. so what we try to do is get what they put on paper first, mm-hmm. and then um, the family gives us the opportunity to then just to, you know, beautiful, improv, beautiful. wing it, and Seven uh, go script. And, you know, some of that stuff is the funniest stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Now, then you got your girl, my girl yeah, Yo-Yo sure. from Cafe yes, Mocha and Love and Hip Hop Hollywood on the show. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, just, yeah. just, 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 just we'll this is, mm-hmm. this is really a, a wonderful story we're telling about, uh, you know, people working together. Because mm-hmm. throughout our whole interview, we just talked about relationships. Mm-hmm. We talked about longevity. We talked about transitional talent. Uh, not, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that, hey, I will not be pigeonholed just to be an actor. I want to learn behind the scenes, even though there's more work. Yeah. Involved and going behind the scenes, but in the end, it's always good when you own a set at this stage now, knowing exactly what's going on behind the set, isn't it, Dorian? Yes, almost definitely. Uh, you know, it's so important to learn all parts of the craft, um, so you have the longevity. You know, I, I, I did the acting thing for many, many years. Mm-hmm. I want to write, direct it as well. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, um, so I can keep on uh, staying in this business right. because, they, you know, being for real, they, you know, there are f- far and few um, parts for African-Americans, that, you know, for certain, um, you know, in your genre, in your your age group, your um, your ethnicity. Right. Um, you that's know, why, that's that. why whenever so I see you, so whenever I see uh, you on TV or in the film, Dorian, I'm watching because I'm I, I'm giving you all my Nielsen <laughs> opportunities, <laughs> all my Netflix views, <laughs> right, anything right, that's right, on right. anything that's online. You, if it, exactly. if it's, that's Rashawn, and I'm gonna post we you on my social check. media. <laughs> I, you know, because that's how you know that that you know the thing about it is that I love you as a person. I love. I respect oh, you as an you, individual, and, and and 
to bring you on this show is part of my process, you know, just, nice. just giving more opportunities to, to just create, make you relevant, make you relevant. Your brand has, 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 has endless, uh, you know, if, if we went back and saw what you did on the Parkers, you'd be funny. If we went back and saw what you did on the Steve Harvey sitcom, you'd be funny. Yeah. If you want to go to the right, Netflix right. movies we just were talking about, he's going to be funny. If you want to go to right. Chairs today and go, Rashawn wasn't lying. When he came Boom. on the screen, Gentry, calling it <laughs> <a> Gentry. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Look at you. I'm not, but you're not going to do come on my show, Dory, and act like I'm going to fake this interview. I'm not going to fake this interview. <laughs> He's a star. I know who you are. He's I know a friend. Who you are. Uh, Bounce TV, Thank the seventh you, season on, uh, uh, excuse me, it's on Bounce TV Network, the seventh season of In the Cut, starring my man, Dory yeah. Wilson. Keep watching, Thank brother. You so much. And I'll always be there. Tell them to send me some banners so I can post it on my social media, okay? Got you, man. Got you. Appreciate it. Definitely. You. Thank I you. I appreciate you, brother. All right. All right. If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversations, go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.